ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Tuesday, December 1st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got football and basketball to get into with you this afternoon. We're going to hear from Alex Millette and Nazi Johnson. Uh, usually you just hear a couple of sound bites, but uh, they had some really interesting things to say. So we're going to play that in its entirety later on in the program. Also, as I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in, and uh, we're going to talk a little herd basketball with you as the herd traveling, of course, to Dayton, Ohio, taking on Wright State. That's going to be 7 o'clock. We're going to have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, uh, Talking to some of the guys today, uh, they're in getting ready mode specifically for Wright State. We're at that point right now where really not much out on teams. You're sort of finding what little bits you can. Not many games have been played for Wright State. This is going to be the first game, so no film out there. So you have to basically go back, look at what they've done historically, what they have returning as far as players are concerned. And I asked Tavion Kenzie earlier this afternoon when I had a chance to catch up with him, just what did he know about Wright State? And he was pretty candid. He doesn't know much, but he does have a good idea on what they do bring. Um, Don't know much about them. No, they're usually like the top in their league. Last year, I think they played or they may have won, like, their league. I don't know. It's usually them in northern Kentucky. So, um, don't really know much about them. I heard they have, like, a dude who's close to seven foot or, like, six, probably, like, 10 or 11, and he's about, like, 260 to 70 pounds. So, it's going to be our bigs are going to have it in for uh, for themselves. And I think uh, – we just got to come ready to play. We don't know what we're facing. They haven't played yet, so we don't have any film on them from this year. Uh, I think today is going to be our first day watching film on them, so we'll see what their, what their game play, what kind of things that they do, and we'll try to figure it out in these next two and a half days before we play. So, so Tavion, they're going to put the film together, and they're going to have to go – work against those big guys. Basically what I got out of that. They're working against the big guys. And the question was asked of Tavion, what's the possibility of uh, Coach D'Antoni just using his lineup, using the versatility on the team, maybe going a little bit more athletic, going small against that big lineup? And here's what Tavion had to say. Um, well, probably, um, I don't know. Coach Dan, he's a, you really can't really call it with him. He's a guy who has a lot of defenses, a lot of offenses, a lot of defensive schemes, a lot of offensive schemes. So I think um, today is the day we're going to find out how we're going to attack them or how we're going to go about playing with them, if we're going to start big or we're going to start small. If, if I'm hearing about this big guy that they have, I'm pretty sure they're going to have um, one of our bigger players, such as Iron and Gorn, guarding him as much uh, most of the time. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we went small and tried to run and try to be faster 
Um, Defensive-wise, I think we can match up tall, big, small. It doesn't matter who's out there. I think uh, our defense is good enough once we're, like, fully defensive sound and all together. I think we can match up with anything that's out there. So it'll be surprising. We, we should find out today what we are going to go in and how our scheme is going to be for the game. Okay, so that's Tavion Kenzie. We talked to him earlier this afternoon, right before they went into practice, and they've got a lot of film study going on right now. We also had a chance to catch up with Michael Byers, and something that the players have been talking about these last couple of days is Coach D'Antoni has been saying, you got to go to work early. He's even said himself, you got to go to work early against the big men of Wright State. Compared to how we played against Arkansas State, Dan's big focus in film was doing our work early. Well, with all the bigs, they've got a good big. We're going to have to do our work early so he doesn't bury us and keep good position, not get flat, don't get pinned in, just stay towards the ball, little stuff like that. But mainly just doing our work early so that we don't have to do most of our fighting once he has the ball. So be in position. Make sure that you're finishing plays. These are things that we talked about with these guys today. So practice, of course, earlier this afternoon. Game coming up. We'll have it for you on Thursday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now tomorrow, if the NFL football gods allow it, we're going to have the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers game. Now this game was set for last Thursday. This is going to be part of our Thanksgiving Day triple header that we usually carry. And then it was moved to Sunday. Like, okay, that's going to be a pretty good Sunday game. And then it gets moved again. Now, it was going to happen today. We were going to have that game actually coming up tonight after the show, and that was going to be our, our game we went to. No, it's been moved again. The Steelers and Ravens, if they play, will play Football at 3.40 p.m. tomorrow. Now, we're going to carry that. We'll have that game. And we will have that game all the way up to the Doc Holiday show. I anticipate we'll be done with that game right before the coaches show. So you'll have football tomorrow, and then you will have Doc Holiday. That's all coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, you're kind of scratching your head. Why, why are they playing that game at 3.40 p.m.? Why are they doing that in the afternoon? Well, there's a simple reason for this. The NFL didn't want to ask NBC to change its programming. The reason being, NBC already had some pre-sold programming in place. The lighting of the tree at Rockefeller Plaza. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, that's a tree lighting. Why is the NFL not pushing NBC to move back a tree lighting? Well, yes, the NFL game is going to be your bigger ratings getter. Understand. But a lot of people do tune in to watch the tree lighting. And it's something that advertisers really like. The audience that tunes in, that's what certain advertisers are looking for. Specific advertisers are putting their their inventory in this program. It's something that sometimes dictates what we do in this industry. So NBC 
would have moved that if the NFL asked. However, the NFL understanding that that's some preset money there for NBC, its media partner, and these games have been flexed a lot. NBC going to have the NFL at 3.40 p.m., and then it's going to be the tree lighting. So, hey, there you go. I mean, afternoon football, and, of course, if you're not able to watch it tomorrow, you're going to be on your way home. Usually tune into this program on your way home. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Now, if there is a cancellation of this, I'll be right here tomorrow for the show. If there's not a cancellation, we're going to have a football game, and then we're going to go in no matter what. Ben Roethlisberger could be on the goal line rushing in. However, I can't preempt the Doc Holiday show. 7.05 p.m. tomorrow night. Because we've got basketball on Thursday, so the coaches' show is going to be a day earlier than usual. We're going to have Doc Holiday's show. So if you're a Steelers fan, don't get mad. If you're listening and you're waiting to hear Ben Roethlisberger, he could be running into the end zone, and uh, unfortunately, you might not hear it because of Doc Holiday. Don't worry. It's going to be over. It's going to be fine. The game will be over, and then we can go about our fantasy football for the next week. I'm just surprised they've been able to get some of these games in. The way this is going, we've got cancellations happening every day. The pro leagues, I can't wait to see what happens with the NBA and the NHL, how they're going to go about this. And, of course, college football has been such hit or miss. It's been such a cross-your-fingers-will-you-play. College basketball is becoming that way as well. Right now, as uh, far as I understand, Marshall's good, Wright State's good. We're going to have that game coming up on December 3rd. However, things do change. We could have cancellations. We could have reschedules. All of that, of course, happening. A lot of unknowns right now when it comes to these uh, next few weeks and heading into these winter months. Pandemic is definitely going to be um, an interesting obstacle for several months here as we try to navigate all of this. When we continue, one thing as of right now I'm certain of, we've got a football game coming up on Saturday. The Herd taking on Rice. It's senior day. What that really means is anyone's guess, especially since these kids have the option to come back. And will some come back? Will some come back to do senior day again next year? Or will some just opt out? Who knows? But we have Alex Millette. We're going to talk to him about the game when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. As always, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. Thanks for tuning in for this Tuesday, December 1st edition. We've got football to get into as the Thundering Herd not playing for a couple weeks. We'll finally get a game coming up on Saturday as the Thundering Herd will play host to Rice. And I'm glad we're finally getting back into action. 
I'm interested tonight where the Thundering Herd will land in the playoff committee's selections. Those rankings are coming out. And again, I don't think it's hurt, but I don't think it's helped either. Right now, Marshall not playing. I think Marshall will probably stay right in that same range. I don't think the Herd would drop, but I'm interested to see if they do, how far. I don't think the committee would drop them out not penalize them for not playing. But Rice is coming up. Make sure that a good performance there. I think will solidify at least uh, your inclusion in the rankings. And there are other teams that are going to get a few more votes, considerations, Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina. Those are teams that are getting a lot of love. And I even saw one bowl projection. Uh, Brett McMurphy had a bowl projection. I think it was uh, December 26th. I think the Cure Bowl, it was Marshall versus Coastal Carolina, and that would be an interesting matchup. I think that would be a fun matchup because these traditional bowl matchups we're seeing here are probably going to be condensed. We're losing games. There's not that many bowl games. The requirements are off now, so... If your league has a bowl tie-in, you can fill it this year. It doesn't matter if you have teams with terrible win-loss records. doesn't matter. You can fill all your requirements. And so all of these different matchups we see sometimes, good matchups between teams you usually wouldn't see, I think you're going to see a lot of that fall by the wayside. Where does Liberty fall? Does some bowl extend an invitation to Liberty without a bowl tie-in? That's going to be an interesting question here because that's a pretty good team right now, deserving of a bowl bid. But the bowls are more of a back deal, backroom deals. Uh, hey, we're going to tie in with this conference. It's not like the old days. You remember the old days of football, and it's exaggerated to a bit. If you're watching an old sports movie, uh, if you watch a um, great TV so- show, used to be on ABC, Coach. Anybody a fan of Coach? Remember the episode where uh, the guy with the loud blazer showed up to uh, extend the bowl bid? Uh, you've seen some of those guys before. They come up with their, yeah, they have their bowl jackets. It's it's a caricature of itself these days, it feels like. But I mean, the bowl bids are what they are. Uh, it's basically, here's what the, the conferences are are working with the partners and trying to get the best matchups possible. And, and what is a best matchup? Well, if you've got a name program that brings uh, something, and that's another thing. I mean, are we playing to TV this year more? It's not necessarily you're playing to uh, how many people can show up. I don't know how many fans are going to be able to attend a bowl. Is that going to be feasible? You play the game, you're playing it for TV. Are you playing the game and having max capacity? Then again, some of these games really lack when it comes to attendance, but for those who like to follow their favorite team to a bowl game, and this might be a disappointing season, you get into a really good bowl, but you're not going to be able to really take advantage of uh, the fact that they're there. You're not going to make that a pilgrimage as you usually do. And of course, we never know uh, what the bowl bids will look like until they're out. So you might have a short turnaround. I don't know. Marshall's going to play a conference championship and maybe a week later play in a bowl game. I don't know. But that's where we're at right now. And one more thing before we uh, we hear our interview with uh, Alex Millette. Uh, Grant Wells today, 
named to the Davey O'Brien Awards quarterback class of 2020. And if you are on social media right now, there's sort of a, a vote going on. Check it out. I know Herd fans like to jump on social media and vote for their favorite Herd player. Here's another one. You can go to Marshall's Twitter account. They've retweeted it. I retweeted it. I'm at Paul Swan. There's a a content. I don't know. Um, honestly, I don't think this isn't a fan vote thing. I, I don't know. But uh, it is an opportunity for Herd fans to show their, their, their fandom and support their guy. So you can go to my Twitter account and you can find that link there. Alex Millette had a chance to catch up with him earlier this afternoon as uh, we were doing player interviews with uh, some of the Thundering Herd members. And uh, Alex, of course, um, has had some time off, just like everyone else. But they haven't. They've not played, but they've been practicing. They've been doing work every day. It's not as if these guys have just been sitting in their room. They didn't get a chance to go home. So they've been working, and they've got an opponent this week that there's not that much film on. But we're going to try to break it down. Here's Alex Millette trying to help us break down what we can see this week and what we can expect when Marshall plays Rice. So, Alex, this, um, you've had some extra time now here. Um, get ready for Rice. What have you seen uh, in your preparation, uh, and what's the challenge for you this week? Um, they're a really, really good defense. Um, they do a lot of good things. Even when we played them last year, um, they had a lot of solid players uh, up front. They got some good linebackers. You know, it's they were a good football team last year, and now they just got a lot of older guys. So, like, they got a really, really good defense that um, we got to prepare right for, and we really got to, um, you know, get after. Anyone stand out to you? I know you had limited film on them for this season, but who stands out to you, or who are you focusing on? Um, all of their defensive linemen are very, very solid. Um, really good players. They have a linebacker. Um, they have a linebacker, Blaze Aldrich, who um, was a really, really, who's really, really good last year. And um, he's doing the same things he did last year, this year. Um, just all around, they're very, very solid defense. And um, I think as a whole, we're just kind of trying to game plan around all of them. What makes these guys so tough? It seems like every year they, they, they come in, they, they play a tough That's just um, – that's what their program's built off of. You know, on both sides of the ball, they're just known being a hard-nosed, tough football team that's going to – that's going to um, make you run over them. They're not going to – they're not going to sit there and just let you uh, take advantage and get big plays here, big plays there. They're going to make you – they're going to, you know, hammer down and make you uh, – I'm going to say, here's us and beat us. I think that's a very, very strong um, – that's really that's a big positive for them. Alex, last year you all go in there, and I think they were 0-7 and, uh, you know, didn't have much hope really of the season. You all go down there, and I think it was a 13-7 to game or 17-7 to pretty much throughout the majority of the second half. And could you all tell on the field, like, this isn't an 0-17. When they get this thing right, they're going to be – they're going to be really tough to beat. No, yeah, absolutely. We were like – we got in that game. We're like, what the heck? Like these guys are good. Like, it's like this is a good football team. Um, you know, I don't really know what happened last year. I know they ended up winning. I think three games at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean they they started to put it together at the end of the year last year, and you know they got a lot of those guys back, and 
I think that says a lot about their head coach doing a really, really good job. And I think that uh, I think that they have a very, very bright future in our conference. No, for you all, you know, obviously it's senior day this week, but maybe not, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy year really. And, and, uh, you know, you look back and five years, a couple injuries and, uh, now a national ranking. I mean, what, what's your time like at Marshall been? Well, uh, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, my freshman year, be, us being three and nine, uh, that was an experience. And then, you know, obviously starting my my retro freshman year and having a coach like Alex Mirabal, uh, who's a character and, you know, still like a father to me. And um and sophomore year, junior year, I mean, it's kind of been the same story since we've been here. And that's, uh, I gave a speech, like when I was giving a speech to the team last night, I was like, like we're, we're the Marshall team that, you know, we go into every season and we're a great football team. Like we should win our, or we should like compete in our conference. And then we end up losing focus and uh, messing up every year. And I'm like, I was like, come on guys. Like we can't be this team. We need to, we got enough leadership and enough talent on this team to be great. And I think we need to continue to prove it every week. And I think that uh, over the past five years that uh, it's been the best way I could put it is a lot of lessons learned, <laughs> a lot of lessons learned. Has all this extra time helped accentuate that fact that, you know, you've, you know, you've got, yeah, every week's a, a rare opportunity and you got to make the most of it. No, absolutely. Especially in the um, the time that we're in right now with the coronavirus and everything going on, like you never know when when things are going to go sideways. Like, you know, anybody can test positive at any moment and then you're, you know, you're you're not playing this week and you got to adjust. Like that's why we we've, we've been reiterating the point that like you got to you I mean, you have to play every single practice, every single workout, everything is like a like you're not going to get the chance tomorrow and you know we've been lucky enough not to be completely plagued with it but we've had positives and it's uh it's taken a toll on the people that test positive and their rooms just because you know these are the guys that we've spent every single day with the past six or seven months and and um we've gotten so close that you know it hurts to see people test positive but um it kind of gives us a visual that Hey, look, like every opportunity is rare and we need to make sure that uh, you take advantage of everyone you get. Alex, yesterday Doc said that um, he always wants to keep you guys close, especially with, you know, with COVID and all. He mentioned how a lot of programs sent their players home for the holiday and they came back and had issues and you guys weren't able to do that. What's it like, you know, what was that Thanksgiving practice like? And, and what's it like, I guess, not being home for the holidays or maybe in years past you were? Um, the only, the only year I was home for Thanksgiving is when I tore my ACL my retro sophomore year. Uh, but I'm pretty used to not being home for Thanksgiving. Uh, doc does a great job of making us feel like, uh, we're at home kind of, you know, they get us a Thanksgiving, uh, day dinner sort of a thing. And, you know, obviously this year, uh, it was tough. Like some people had parents come in, some people that, well, we couldn't do that this year, you know, with all the stuff going on. It's like, 
but we understood. Um, we understood what's going on and what we're trying to accomplish and that we can't, uh, we couldn't risk anything. Just one of the sacrifices we had to make. And, you know, we all went out on that Tuesday practice and I thought we had a great practice because there wasn't a lot of moping around and on a lot of, uh, people feeling sorry for themselves. We like understood what was going on and that we needed to, um, everything that we want to accomplish this year is right in front of us. And like, we can't risk it by, uh, seeing our families. Very thoughtful conversation with Alex Millette. When we continue, we've got Nazi Johnson. Your phone calls as well, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Phone lines to sound are brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, getting you through this cold night across the tri-state. Where's that snow we were promised? I had to scrape the car off this morning, but where's that big snow we were promised? Of course, I hope I'm not summoning it by calling it out. But wherever you may be, appreciate you tuning in live or on demand at WRVC.com. Or you can download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We're getting closer to Marshall playing football once again, taking on Rice Saturday, high noon, Jones C. Edwards Stadium, senior day for the Thundering Herd, whatever that might look like and whatever that means. I'll tell you what. I would do Senior Day twice. If, if I'm one that can take advantage of coming back and wanting to do so, I'm having Senior Day twice. Think about it. Just think about it. How much fun it would be. Senior Day and then do it all over again. So if you didn't do it right the first time, you got sort of get a do-over here. Uh, let's get back to our player interviews. Uh, another guy I had a chance to catch up with today along with a few other members of the media, uh, Nazi Johnson. And again, you're kind of detecting a theme here. I kind of want to get a sense of what these guys know about Rice. And I qualify that knowing that there's really not much film about Rice this season. So anything you might know sort of is uh, historical. You kind of remember what they were about. You look back at what they used to be able to do. Maybe that's moved forward. They're one and two right now. They haven't had many opportunities, but they're a good team, and that's where we start with Nazi Johnson. What can you tell us about them? What have you seen? What have you looked at? Oh, I see that they like to run uh, like a Stanford-type offense, um, heavy run. They're going to try to establish the one early and then take um, play action shots down the field. So what's the challenge for you this week when you look at them? Um, what, do you, what do you think you need to be doing, or what's it going to be for you this week? Uh, for me, it's going to be my physicality um, because they like they have a fullback in their offense and he comes and blocks um, the safeties all the time. So I got to be physical and a willing tackler this week. And that's that's our focus this week, to be good, great tacklers. What's it about these guys? They, they always seem to be playing you really tough. They're, 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 yeah, they only have a few games this year, but you can always expect a tough team when you play them. What is it about them? Um, I think it's just their dedication, um, their willpower, because they 
that's a good team, a very smart school. So they like they got the knowledge, and then you put that um, physicality with that. So they they got a really good team, and they run they run the rock a lot. Nazi, for you all, you know, safety might be the most important position in this game because you all got to come down against the run, but also you can't get your eyes wrong because, like you said, they'll hit you with that play action pass. How how have you all tried to replicate that over the last couple of weeks and and go over that stuff on film? Um, well, coach always brings up the App State play um, when me and BD, our eyes were bad. And he says plays like that can beat, get us beat. So we've been look um, looking at the little things. Just He's been uh, drilling in our head, just do your job and plays are going to come to you. So if we all just get our eyes right and make the plays that were supposed to be made, then we'll be in good shape. You feel like Rice is a team that's going to try and use your all's aggressive nature as a defense against you, though, and try and get you out of position with that play action a lot? I think I think their game plan is going to try to outsmart us um, because, you know, they know that we're a physical downhill team. We got our safeties run support first. So you're going to want to, if I was anybody, I will try to get mess with our eyes, play action pass, take shots, corners and one-on-one by themselves. So, yeah. Nancy, what's it been like for you guys to, to play a game that have a week or two weeks off? Sometimes it might even feel like more than that. And to do that a bunch of times this season, how have you kind of maybe adjusted your schedule or maybe altered your preparation at all? Um, every week is a new week, and it, it never gets easy. We've been through this uh, time and time again. Um, but, like, I like it because you get to focus on yourself. You get to work on the little things, things that you want to be able to work on if you had a game that following week. And I think we got a lot done the past weeks. Um, when we weren't playing, people got healed up, people came back. So you just take that time and just focus, just focus on the little thing. Cause we're right there. We're almost close to our goal this year. So coming back from a two week non playing game, we got to come back striking. Nazi, this year, you know, obviously you all get the extra year if you want it next year, but how different of a senior day is this this year? Just because, like, you all are celebrating your your senior year, but at the same time, it might not be your senior year if you choose so. Oh, it feels actually really good. Um, like, cause you know you've been here through the program for a long time, and to get recognized as a senior, especially a graduate senior, it, it feels pretty good. But like I said, it's it's really up in the air. Um, for all these seniors, um, some say they're leaving, some say they're not. Some. It's just really up in the air. So we're just going to take it day by day and just focus on this week. When you mentioned that focus, especially for a senior trying to debate, you know, that's that's something that we've not even talked about this year is how do you go through each week and, and have that on the back of your mind? Is this going to be my last couple of weeks or am I going to come back next year? It, it's got to be it's got to be really tough for the seniors this year. Yeah, it, it's really tough. But um, if you play like this was your like last year, then you want to have no regrets. Like, don't even put it in your mind. Like, I can, I can come back next year. Like, me back and a couple other people try to play like every game. Like, this is our last time, last opportunity we're gonna play at Marshall. So we just leave it all on the field, and then if something happens, we come back next year. And if all um, goes accordingly, we just do what we intend to do. Now you look at, at this year, about this time in your season last year, you all were in control of the East Division and had the slip up at Charlotte. How much do you all talk about that, uh, you know, going into these final couple of weeks so that you all can finish this thing out? 
Uh, Beck talks about that every day um, when he talks to the team. We, we were right there and we just let it slip away. So we got to just really just focus and just finish finish the season because we always start out strong. Marshall always starts out strong. It just, we ended up shooting ourselves in the foot and it comes back to haunt us. So we just got to finish and take it day by day, this game and then the next one. Nazi Johnson, got to finish. Everything's right in front of the Thundering Herd team. All it needs to do is win out, and then it's playing in the Conference USA Championship game. And that'll be hosted here in Huntington. Stay undefeated. You get to host the championship game. More likely, you'll win it. I don't want to jinx this team, but Marshall's winning this thing. Guaranteeing it. I don't know what happens if my guarantee doesn't come through, but I'm guaranteeing it. Marshall wins the Conference USA Championship. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. If you follow me on social media, and you should, at Paul Swan on Twitter. Of course, we've got you covered on Facebook. We've got a group for you to follow, brand new. And we also have a Facebook page to search The Drive with Paul Swan. And you should be able to find both of those on Facebook. But if you follow me on Twitter, you know that sometimes I like to throw up those flash polls. And yesterday we were talking about Jared West and, and how he really takes pride in his defense. I kind of threw it out there. Just amusement to myself. What if Jared West was always guarding John Elmore? Would John Elmore have made all those buckets? Would Johnny Buckets be Johnny Buckets if Jared West was on him all the time? So I threw that out on Twitter. And the results are in. Unscientific poll here. But uh, one, uh, John Elmore said, one of my favorite teammates ever would have been fun. Jared West said, my guy, great player and great person. The competitive juices would have been high. And this is interesting. I thought it'd be tighter. But right now, final vote, John Elmore, 72% of you, over 109 votes. Well, not over. 109 votes. Caught myself there. 72% said John Elmore wins this battle. Jared West, 28%. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Johnny doesn't get all those buckets if Jared's on him all the time. Now, if it's just those two playing one-on-one, maybe a game of horse, I don't know. But, boy, that would have been a fun matchup. That's a matchup, definitely. I mean, after all, you put Johnny Buckets out there, you're going to get some buckets, right? But if i got a guy like Jared West, I'm going to make him earn every single basket. It would have been fun. Uh, Both those guys have a great competitive uh, nature about them. Uh, It's a good competitive nature. They just want to go out there and and play the game the highest level they possibly can. Uh, that would be a fun matchup. You know, Maybe in a few years, maybe we can get that matchup. Or maybe in a few years. You know what? The basketball tournament could use an extra guy. And maybe, just maybe, we can get Jared to uh, join her that. I know his uh, his father with uh, Best Virginia. I mean, I, I don't know. Herd, family blood, herd, family blood. I don't know. I don't know where that would go. But 
I definitely uh, would love to see a, a, a basketball tournament entry with Jared West on that squad here in a few years. That would be interesting. Of course, uh, Thunder and Herd basketball back in action Thursday night. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. What would be a dream matchup? If you could take two Thundering Herd players from the past and put them together one-on-one, just a dream matchup. Let's just say this is this is a exhibition for charity. We're not going to put any other major implications on it. Just two of the best going at it. What would the matchup be? Which two players would you want? There's your homework assignment. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. I mean, John Taft, Skip Henderson. You throw those guys out there. Do you go with? J.R. Van Hoos, you throw a Tamar Slay out there. I mean, who are the two guys? If you, you want to do a, a one-on-one, two of the all-time greats, you, you want the best to go after it, which two do you take? I'm sure that's going to be an interesting question for you, an interesting exercise, because you could go all offense. You could just forget defense. Forget defense. We're going to go... All offense. Because I'm going to be honest with you. If you throw Johnny Buckets out there, I'm throwing Jared West on him. Or if you're thinking, all right, you know what? Jared's not available. I'm going to throw Johnny Buckets out there. Who do I have on him? One-on-one. I'm taking this on Whiteside. Swat that stuff every time, right? Or does Johnny Buckets make him look, look silly? I don't know. That's where I'm going with this here. That would be an interesting exercise. But if I'm, I could just forget it and go, you know what? Forget defense. I'm just going to outscore you one on one. I'm going to get more buckets than you. And really, this matchup, I was thinking, all right, does Jared stop Johnny more times? Does Jared get a turnover more, or does uh, Elmore get a bucket more? And I would love to see that matchup. You know, I'm not talking about okay, who's going to outscore. It's defense versus defense here, or offense versus offense. You probably have to go with that. You couldn't just say, "All right, I want to put a defensive guy out there and not worry about scoring buckets." Or is there an all-around player that can do both? I mean, could you throw out a John Taft out there? Could you throw a Skip Henderson out there? I mean, which individual player would you throw out there to to do this fantasy one on one? That's going to be interesting. We're going to have to think about this one put together. Of course, um, I'd almost like to see an all time team. No matter no matter age, just at their very best, what would the what would the green versus white matchup look like? I mean, we've had glimpses of it before, but I'm talking about. People in their prime. What would that fantasy matchup look like? And we'll leave it at that. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. You can also join the program. We do it on Facebook. We've got a group for you so you can start discussing things you heard on the show. It's wide open for you. All you have to do is find us on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan Group. And, of course, we've got the show page as well, both on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow if there's not an NFL game. Again, 
Ravens Steelers, if played, will preempt the show. If not, I'll be with you here tomorrow. So we'll talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.